0: If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family centered life, you're in the right place.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we are your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Real Life Runners podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown, and thanks for spending some time with us.
1: Oh, we are so excited about this episode today where we get to tell a little bit of our own stories and how we got to where we are with our running.
0: Yeah, so... Number one, thank you for listening. Um, Some of you might not exactly know who we are yet, so we just thought that we should kind of tell you a little bit more about ourselves and our running journeys um, just so that you guys can, number one, get a better understanding of us and who we are as your hosts, but also to just – understand that Kevin and I are very different runners. Oh, so
1: very different runners. Right. We we started, our background stories are very different and start in completely different timelines.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, and they follow very different pathways too. And um, so our, our hope that, um, you know, for, for you guys listening to this episode, our hope is that you'll connect with one of us um, and hear maybe a little bit of your story in our story, because that's one of the cool things about life is you know you hear part of part of yourself through other people
1: I think that the, the stories that we've got well ours are very different I think they connect to a lot of different runners because a lot of them have the long background of running of years and running and other people got into running a little bit later in life and that's kind of what we've got going here
0: mm-hmm. and and people run for different reasons and with different goals in mind and all that good stuff and that's kind of what we're just going to talk about a little bit
1: sounds like a great idea
0: Great. So Kevin, let's start with you.
1: All right. Perfect.
0: All right. So Kev, tell us a little bit about, um, when and why you started running. All
1: right. So I started running years back when I first started high school. I think I I really started running the summer before my freshman year and my dad ran, my sister ran in high school on her cross country team. And so that was just sort of the thing to do. I was, I don't know, five foot two and less than a hundred pounds. So football did not seem like the best idea at the
0: time. (laughs) Yeah, probably not.
1: Although I was a star wide receiver in flag football. Oh,
0: I bet you are. But,
1: uh, then I hit high school and and suddenly there was the cross country team and it it had a, a strong tradition at the high school that I went to of a very strong team with some incredibly great runners that went on to college and, and just some superstar athletes out there. And so, that was my first experience. Is I was surrounded by dozens of kids that also had the same goal where it was, let's see what we can do together as a team. What can you do? How far can you push your body? How far can this team take it? You know, I mean, every year it was just assumed not, you know, maybe we'll make it to the state meet. It was, what can we do when we get to the state meet? So that, that was the quality that I was working with. And, you know, I was able to push my body to places because, I knew that I had to do it for the people around me. You know, I could see the guy in the matching uniform up in front and he was working really hard and I knew that guy was coming behind me and I had to do what needed to get done in order for our team to keep moving forward. So, you know, that was like, that was my first experience of running was, you know, just seeing how great that teamwork was and knowing that pushing for the people around me was, you know, it's a great way to get, you know, maximum effort out of yourself.
0: Yeah, that's true. When you run as a part of a group, that you definitely have that accountability factor. And um, that, I guess, desire... It's something greater than yourself also. Right.
1: I mean, there there were definite personal goals that I was making. And it, it happens a lot. It's the difference between cross country and track in high school, I think. In, in track, there's so many different events happening that it's tough to even keep track of what's happening. So there's a lot of, of personal, this is my goal during the season. But in cross country, your team was really just an extension of your family. And so you were pushing so much for the people around you. What could our team do? How far could our team get? So that that's where I started, and uh, well, from there I walked on in college. That was a whole different team experience.
0: Well, especially for you because you were at a Division One school,
1: right? I went from being like the number I don't know, three or so kid on a on a very good high school team in California to walking on and being number like fifteen on, on a collegiate team that was basically heading to the NCAA championships at the end of the season. You know, I mean, I was running, there was a guy in the team who was already an all American. There was an all Canadian, like high school national champion out of Canada. There was a sub four minute miler. And I come in there as this little freshman, like, Hey, maybe I can walk onto this team. And it was, it was a team experience, but it was a little bit of a different team experience. Yeah, I bet. So, you know, I, I, I wasn't leading that team. I was, I was in a little bit over my head. Um, and so the workouts that I was doing, I'm like, yes, I'm still surrounded by this team and I'm still able to try and push myself, but I, I wasn't feeling quite as united with the team as I was before. It's almost like the goals were so big that it was tough for me to actually visualize reaching those goals. Gotcha. So, which, which is tough. It's tough to see when the goals are, are almost too far to see, you know? Um, so running became when I was in college, running became another th- challenge that I was trying to do. You know, I've got all the classes that I'm trying to take. I was trying to actually enjoy college. I'm trying to run and It all just became too much. Um, and running, running became just a, a negative. It became this thing that I had to do day after day instead of, you know, the, the love for it that I had in high school. It was it was a drag. And I eventually got to the point where I'm like, I don't. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do it. I I don't like running. And so I quit. Like, I just completely stopped. I went and I told the coach, like, I'm not, I'm done. I'm quitting the team. And I just stopped running, period. And it it was weird. At first, it was awesome. Because I was like, I've got this time in the afternoon where I don't have practice. My body is not constantly in pain. And after, I think, four months, maybe, three or four months, I... I started to miss it and I tried to see, wait, maybe, maybe I should keep running and I started actually running again and it was the first time that I had run on my own terms. I wasn't on a team. I didn't have to go for a run that day because there was practice. I just went and ran because I wanted to go out and run. And at first I I loved it. You know, I, I could run and then I could take a couple days off and I could go for another run. And it was great because I was, I was loving what I was doing. I was never pushing myself so hard that I was in constant pain, but I didn't, I didn't get very far.
0: But I mean, that was really the first time that you were actually running because you wanted to.
1: Right. That was the best part of that time is everything was on my own terms. You know, if I wanted to to run a 5K, I ran a 5K. If I wanted to not race for a little while, then I didn't race. You know, in, in high school and college, the races keep coming, you know, every week, every other week. There's just constant racing, whether you're ready for it or not, whether you've got that ache or pain or whatever. I was running on my own. If I wanted to run a little like 5K on campus, then I ran a 5K on campus. I won a gift certificate. I took this awesome girl out to dinner. I married her years later. <laughs> <laughs> that 5K might be my favorite 5K that I've ever run. <laughs> well,
0: well played, Mr. Brown. Well played. Thank you.
1: Um, but I mean, for for years, honestly, like I, I started thinking, hey, what else should I do? I trained for a marathon. Um, I actually ran the Chicago Marathon senior year of college. Mm-hmm. But my training just didn't have the focus that it had you yeah. know when i had my own coach i was like oh well i'll just do exactly what he tells me to do and i had some very good coaches and so i did whatever they told me to do and my body got to some really impressive places now I was training myself and it was so scattered. And if I didn't feel like running, then I didn't go run and I didn't care that much about it. And then well, uh, plus you <laughs>
0: had the college workload on top of it yeah, and uh, you know, college life in general. Yes.
1: Plus I have a college, I've got an engineering degree I'm trying to, to do. I'm still enjoying my time in college and um, it, it was a lot. And so I, I got to the line in Chicago and I hadn't really run much in the previous like month I was doing intramural cross country, so I was racing. Like I think I had three races during the previous three weeks, and that was my entire training for the month leading up to Chicago. Yeah, that was insane. It was it was a painful experience. You know, I made it to the finish line. That was that was a good. That was a win, but uh, nowhere near as fast as I probably could have.
0: But you still qualified for Boston.
1: I did. I ran like a (laughs) 305 305 ish. Yeah, Um, which was cool. And, and,
0: and that's, that's what your body could do when you were 21 years old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: That's the benefit of being 21 and being like, eh, I'll I'll run every once in a while. Like there's definite, like I have some underlying natural talent to this, that Mm -hmm. I could train hit or miss. I could win the little 5Ks on campus. I won one of the intramural cross country races just over three hours for a marathon. And so because I could do that. I didn't feel like I had to do all this super structured training. Like I was still being fairly successful. And I did that for years. Mm -hmm. I just kind of floated through. Um, after college, I went back out to California and was coaching at my high school. And then I did that for like a year and I moved down to Florida and I started teaching and coaching at your high school where, where I'm still teaching and coaching. And, um, I found my second love of running is I love helping other runners reach goals that they never thought were possible.
0: Which is an awesome thing. Which is
1: amazing. I mean, I've been incredibly excited for watching one of my runners win the state meet, and I've been super excited for watching my runners break 30 minutes for the first time in a 5K. Mm -hmm. You know, and when people hit a goal that they don't think they could have ever hit, whatever that is, you know, because that kid who broke 30 minutes started the season at like 41. And the idea of, of running somewhere in the 20s was as crazy as winning the state meet was for somebody else. Right. You know, it was this huge goal sitting out there. And when they did it, I mean, the joy on both of those kids' faces, it's, it's amazing to see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Most of my training at the time was really just running with whoever was the fastest kid on the team. Okay. So... Um, I still, I I would go for long runs on my own. I would train a little extra hard every once in a while, throw in some of my own track workouts, random tempo runs, just very scattered training.
0: Very unstructured.
1: Very unstructured. I'd run some 5Ks, 10Ks, like local races, and I would do well in them.
0: So you're still running, but you're not really running with like a plan and a goal and anything anything like that. No,
1: I was gaining my most joy from helping other people run. Yeah. And looking back on this right now, I really wish that I had some strength structure during that timeline. Yeah. I'm well, kind I, that's like the peak running time. Like uh, during you your, your age. Yeah. Like during your twenties is like, oh man, if I could have just brought the knowledge and focus that I have right now and put it in the middle of my twenties. Wow. What could my times have been?
0: Well, I think that we can say that about a lot of different things in life, right? <laughs> yes. Like if we have the knowledge now that we had that or if we had it then what we have now,
1: Right, exactly. Like at the time, you're like, "Oh, everything's just based off a talent. I can just go out and run." And once you gain the experience and the knowledge, you're like, "No, no, it's actually the experience that helps you get to where you want to be." Why don't I get in a time machine and tell that little kid, "Hey, I have the experience. Please, please trust me. You should bring some focus to your training." (laughs) So, um,
0: so that was kind of phase two,
1: as roughly phase two. Then the kids started coming. Our kids. uh, kids. Yes,
0: we started becoming... We became parents. (laughs)
1: Yes, then we became parents. Yes. My my best half marathon was... uh, How old was was the little one? She was like... She
0: was three months old. Three months old. Mm -hmm.
1: And so... That was your first, too. That was my first... Your
0: first half marathon. And
1: best half marathon. And I tried to better that time a couple of times afterwards, and I just couldn't get there. Mm -hmm. I think because... When you were pregnant, it didn't really mess with my training as much. Right. But once the kid came out, it started messing with a lot of sleep patterns. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you're a very involved dad, too. And I have to definitely give you credit for that. Like, it wasn't like it was just me doing all of the, the late night feedings at all. You know, you were very heavily involved in all of that as well. Excuse the interruption, but I just had to pop in and let you know about an upcoming workshop that we're hosting inside the Real Life Runners Academy. If you're someone that's ever struggled with thoughts or beliefs that are getting in your way, or you think you're self-sabotaging yourself and you can't understand why you're doing things that you don't want to do or not doing things that you know you should be doing or want to be doing, this message is for you. We're hosting a special academy workshop May 14th, and we're bringing in an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, Miss Megan Blacksmith. And she's going to be teaching us how the thoughts that we have can either be helping us in our life or holding us back. And we want to invite you, our amazing podcast listeners, to join us. So you don't have to be a member of the Academy to join us this month you can join for a small one-time fee by going over to realliferunners.com forward slash workshop. If you are a current Academy member, this and all of our monthly workshops and all experts, that's all already included in your current membership. So if you are a current member, do not go to the website and repurchase because it's already included with your membership. But if you want to join just for the workshop, check it out over at realliferunners.com/ slash workshop today.
1: It's it's a little tough to wake up at two o'clock in the morning because you got a crying kid, change her, try and get her back to bed, and then know that you've got to get up at five before school and go off on a on a distance run. Like it's just it's physically draining on you. It's
0: pretty brutal.
1: So, um eventually I kind of like, I, I trained more. I knew what I was doing. I was really, I had the structured plan for my races, but it was hard to be committed because I had so much else going on. I had the kids, I had that. And I'm like, well, I really, I want to focus on them. I don't want to miss their, their childhood because I need to go off and get a 10 mile run in. Yeah. You know, you got to set some priorities and I prioritized them. I thought it was important.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's a very important thing to point out is that there are seasons in life, you know, and, and yes, unfortunately you lost out, you know, your early thirties, some of the, um, some of the peak years of your quote unquote, you know, running, um, career, but. You made the, the conscious choice to, to be a really good dad.
1: Right. I don't feel bad about not peaking during those years. I feel bad during like the few years where I was just kind of floating around. And Before we, didn't, we had kids. We didn't have kids. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm running because I feel like running. Oh, maybe I'll go for a distance run this weekend. And oh, that's a tempo run because I feel like it that time. Yeah. I feel a little bad about that one. But now I've got this like, I've got this structure. The kids are getting a little bit older. And so I kind of moved into this phase where, well, I mean, the, the big move was at at the high school that I coach at we have a like a Christmas 5k and I had won it year after year and one year a high school kid not from our high school not a kid that I coached but a kid from another school came in and beat me
0: wasn't that the year after our second daughter was born yes yeah that was like four months after she was born
1: things went a little off the rails once we had two kids (laughs)
0: two kids is a game changer total game changer
1: (laughs) Oh, oh! Were you sleep deprived before? Here comes your second one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely true.
1: So, uh, like a high school kid beat me, and it was it was a low point for me. So. I was not. aggravated. Yeah, sure. Angry, yeah. Aggravated. Frustrated. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. I, yeah. No, we've clicked the, uh, the, the vocabulary on this. you not happy
0: about that the one. The vocabulary in
1: this podcast is clean to go on Great. iTunes. So yes. we'll say I was not happy there about that no one. There is no
0: explicit label next to this, <laughs> pod, or next to this podcast.
1: And I, I just refocused and I'm like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I think I've got some natural ability in this thing. Let's see what I can still do to my body. And that's when I started looking. Hey, I've never tried a marathon. Maybe I try that.
0: Well, you tried one you and completed one, but you've never. I actually... never. I never
1: tried one appropriately. Right, like I right. ran. I ran Chicago, but I didn't. As bring, a
0: twenty-one-year-old.
1: Yeah, as a twenty-one-year-old coming off of like you know collegiate training, like I like I was training at a ridiculous high level on a college team, and then then about a year later, I mean, my body was still doing pretty well off of that base, so. I brought a whole new focus. I brought a lot of knowledge to it, a lot of experience of running. And, you know, over the last year I've run two marathons. I, I finished second in the first one. I finished first in the second one. You know, I ran some times that I was uh, almost, almost at my goal. I would have hit in the first one, two thirty eight, mm-hmm. And my goal was two thirty seven. Yeah. I missed it by just over a minute. Yeah. That was frustrating. It was awesome and frustrating at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know that's kind of where i'm at right now is what can i still do because i think that i still have some amazing times left in me you do so it's a matter of what can i do right now but you know one of the big things that i'm looking at right now is i know running wise i missed some of the the best years and so i'm trying to take some of the lessons that i've gained from running and really put them onto my life you know one of the big, like, why do I run? People are like, why do you run? And I always tell them I've got, you know, I have an answer because I've been asked so many times. So I come up with the answer. It's pretty quick. I run to see how far I can push my body. Like, what is that limit that I've got? What, how far can I do? Oh, did you do, I ran this fast. Maybe I can run just a little bit faster. Maybe I can run a little bit farther. Mm -hmm. And I think on a, on a personal life, what can I do with myself, you know we 've we 've started this program to see how many runners can we help like i 've coached some runners, but let 's let 's take that on a bigger scale. I think we can help so many more people than just coaching uh, a cross country team at the high school. Mm-hmm. I think we can help so many more people, so it 's a matter of taking that that mentality of how what can I push myself to and taking it professionally? What can I push myself to to help so many more people than you know a 30-person cross-country team at a time.
0: Which you love doing. Which I love. Yeah, I mean, we both love it. He actually wrote me into... uh... Being his assistant coach for the last couple of years.
1: Co-head coach.
0: <laughs> assistant coach. Um, and it, I mean, it's it's amazing. It, it's so fun working with these kids. And especially, you know, at such a young age, they're just so new into all of this. And they're, fi- they're figuring out not only what they can do, but just who they are as people. And it's so nice to be able to just help. Help
1: guide um, during that process?
0: Yeah, and just have, we'll have some sort of an influence, hopefully, on them. Hopefully a very positive influence on them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's nice, even when the kids have, uh, this weekend we had a, a great race that we took them to, and one of the kids in the team didn't have a great one. You know, it, it, it was not her best of the season and she looked in a lot of pain throughout most of the race. And she was talking to one of the other girls, little sisters and said, oh, you have to do cross country when you come to high school. It's amazing. And she had just had a pretty painful looking experience 20 minutes prior. Yeah. And that was still the outlook she had. She goes, it's amazing. And the team is awesome. Yeah, and I mean that was one of the first lessons I learned when I first started running is surround yourself with an awesome team, and you're running and you're just your whole life gets elevated to a whole nother level.
0: Absolutely. So, is that what you would call like the current phase of your running? Like, what? How would you kind of define this phase?
1: And that's my current phase of running. Is it's kind of still in the last one? It's I've got the focus to it. It's just more of a matter of hey, what is my team around me. What am I bringing to it? You know, I've got the focus, I've got the experience. I think what I've I've been lacking lately is relying on the team, is bringing the team around me.
0: So, like a, the community, the, the community. Right, like you're, you know? you're not like actually part of a running team other than being a coach, but right. you're talking about like the community of runners that we're now trying to build.
1: The community of runners, and I mean. Everybody around you that is your support system is your team. You need to make sure that you're relying on everyone around you. Don't try and put it all on yourself. You're not going to be able to get as far if you just put it all on yourself.
0: That's so true. You know? And I think that's one of the things about us, you know, that's like so nice is um, we both run and we both kind of understand what that means, and it, we understand the time commitment involved and the effort level that's involved and everything else that's surrounding it. And we can help support each other through that whole process and if there's times where you have a really stinky run and you can come home and you know complain to me and i get it
1: yes yes (laughs) you you need
0: people in life that get it
1: yeah you you need people in life that get it and you you know i definitely i put the two girls on part of my running team because it's nice to have people that get it but you mean our daughters yes our daughters yes yes the two little little ones the two little ones (laughs) um it's also nice to have people that don't care (laughs) You know, (laughs) did you have a bad race? It doesn't matter because I'm going to give you a big hug. You know, and it's nice to have that like unconditional support that's not tied to your running performance. Yeah. like they don't care because they have no idea what that clock at the finish line. The, well, Maddie has no idea what that means at the finish line. Is it's like, well, you ran, that was awesome. You know, and and all the five kids now will put a medal around your neck at the finish line. So it's like, yay, Dad, you got a medal. Like, yes, yes, I did. And, mm-hmm. and there's just love and joy because because it's there. And yeah. you know, the support that you're getting from them is. is is awesome, yeah, you know. I mean, that was the story that I told the uh, the cross country team where I was racing that kid, and he was that kid in the peak years in his mid 20s. And I'm looking at him at the start line, and I'm like, oh. Oh, that kid might be in better shape than me. And I made a move in the middle of the race because I knew when I came around the turn that my two daughters were going to be there cheering for dad. And I made a move right there because I'm like, look, I I know that I have that cheer squad coming around the corner and you're not old enough to have that cheer squad coming around the corner. So let's see how much you want to push today because... I'm pushing to make sure that these kids know that dad's in first place. Yeah. And I made a move and he he couldn't respond because he didn't have that same support system around him. Right. So that was one day that I'm like, yes, yes. Those two little girls really helped me win on that day, Aww. which was pretty awesome. I
0: love that. It makes my heart very happy <laughs> as your wife and their mother. <laughs> it was a
1: great race. And, and I mean, I think- honestly, those two really helped that day because yeah. I was... I was struggling and I, I was not the fastest guy at the starting line. I just wanted it more than the other people at the starting line.
0: And I think that is something that really says a lot about kind of running in general is that, you know, on any given day, there can be more people on the starting line that have more talent than you. Um, But the question is, how much do you want it? How bad do you want it? And I think that's one thing that I've kind of heard throughout your running journey um, is it's been, it's been kind of a, a, obviously a very it's a journey through life you know through the last 20 years of your life um, you growing not only as a runner but also as a person and you've been learning different lessons along the way that's kind of why you broke it up into those different phases and you know learning that you need that support system in your life and that um, you know running just kind of has been teaching you a lot of lessons along the way so um what are some of the like you know, lessons that you feel that you've learned that you really would like to kind of highlight and point out to to us and the the rest of the listeners?
1: Well, I think there's a few key lessons. One, make sure that you rely on your support system. You know, I learned that one several times, my support system changed, you know, it went from being teammates to being, you know, teammates that felt like my family to being literally my family of wife and kids, you know, and, and we're building this running community now that is going to make the support system even bigger, but rely on, you know, use help from around you. You can't do it all solo. Um, you know, I learned the, the love of helping other people reach their goals That was a really big one for me that really changed running entirely for me of, you know, it's not all about yourself. Go out of your way to help others reach what they want to do. Um, I love that. I learned... That running and life itself need some structure if you want to be successful at anything. <laughs> okay? it's true. You, you can't just go out yeah. and wing it on on everything. Like some talent will get you get you so far, but if you really want to be good, you need to bring some structure to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then just running throughout the whole thing. Yeah. the the theme running throughout my story is uh, <laughs> is pushing yourself. The
0: king of puns.
1: Thank you. Um, it's a dad pun is is finding your finding your limits, you know, seeing how far can you push yourself in whatever phase of life it is, whether it's running, whether it's in any anything that you want to do, see how great you can be at it. Don't be good at something, see how great you can be at something.
0: I love that. All right. Well, um this episode went a little bit longer than we had anticipated but I really no one
1: expected me to talk that much I I know
0: exactly but but I I just loved listening to you tell your story and I hope um, you guys all enjoyed that as well so Um, We're going to call this part one. This is Kevin's story, part one, and uh, stay tuned for part two for my story um, because, uh, like we said at the beginning, I am a very different runner than Kevin, and I have a very different running story than he does. Yeah, you
1: did not run high school cross-country. I did
0: not run high school (laughs) cross-country. I have never run a full marathon, um, and I don't have the the same talent that you have <laughs> you've got
1: all sorts of talents you're you're running talent and mine are a little a little different
0: much different um but you know i think that a lot of people will hopefully be able to connect to my story as well and um so stay tuned for part two that will be our next episode and we want to just say thank you guys so much for joining us today um, if you haven't already please subscribe on itunes stitcher or google play and um, if you want to be even kinder, you can leave us a review. We They help us out so much, and we read every single one of them. So we would love that.
1: Yes, yes. We read them all. Angie gets super excited. We've got a review. Kev, you got to read this one. So we definitely read all of them. Absolutely. Please help us out with those.
0: Yes. So thank you guys again for spending this time with us today, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. If you're ready to have more fun and achieve the goals that matter to you without sacrificing the rest of your life in the process, this message is for you. Maybe you're feeling confused or frustrated because you're not making the progress you want, even though you're running three times per week or more. Maybe you're feeling tired or sore all the time because you're pushing harder every day trying to get better. Maybe you want to run longer, but every time you run a couple of miles, that nagging knee pain starts to act up again. Maybe you've been told that you should probably stop running so much because you're getting older, but you refuse to accept that and want to find a way to continue to improve in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Maybe you just feel like you're winging it every day and want to start working towards a goal. You want to feel better and be able to make progress in your running as you get older. And if you're like us and the other runners we work with, you want your running to help you become stronger and more resilient in all other areas of your life too. Plus, You need something that fits in your real life that is simple, easy to understand, and effective. Don't worry, we've got you. If you're ready to transform into a strong, confident, and successful real-life runner, the Real Life Runners Academy has everything you need. It includes training plans, coaching, and programs that will teach you how to run faster, run longer, feel better, and accomplish your goals check it out today over at realliferunners.com forward slash academy. Enrollment will be opening soon, so be sure to join the wait list so that you can be notified when doors are open. It's time to run your life.